I am not an expert. I've never published a book or taught a class. I've never even put anything in a quilt show. But I love quilting, and I love talking about quilting. I make a lot of mistakes, but I like to think that sometimes I learn from them and get just a little bit better. If hearing about someone else's goofs and mess-ups makes you feel better about yours, then I've done my job. Join me as we talk about quilting for the rest of us. I have one quick correction to make before you listen to the rest of this episode. In my introduction, and I believe several times throughout the episode, I referred to it as episode 71, which is incorrect. It's actually episode 72. My apologies. And now we'll go on. Hey, I'm Sandy, and I am a quilter. I almost forgot what I was for a minute there. Um, This is a precursor of things to come, which will be explained in a moment. Uh, Welcome to episode 71, in which we dream of our next projects. And I am recording this on Sunday, December 11th, I believe it is, uh, 2011. Just so you know where you are in the space-time continuum, as I say sometimes, if you're listening to this at some other time. I am exhausted today and really wicked bad headache too, which I think is just from being exhausted. We had our annual holiday open house yesterday and um, it was a little bit smaller than usual this year. We had maybe 20, somewhere between 20 and 25 people. We've been known to have up to 40, but we apparently ran into a lot of conflicts. A lot of the folks that normally come had their own office parties and all of that kind of stuff. So um, next year, I'm going to try to my best to move it on to another weekend. It's hard. You know, you have to negotiate all sorts of family responsibilities and other family events, extended family, etc. cetera. Um, And I always want it earlier and can rarely actually nab that weekend. So I'm thinking this year I may just lay claim to the weekend like now (laughs) and uh, make sure nobody else schedules anything that weekend. But anyway, we had a very nice time with all the folks that did come. Um, As usual, this is my excuse to just get in the kitchen and cook. I, I really enjoy cooking when I have the time to do it. And when I have people who enjoy it, my husband can be kind of a picky eater, although he's so much better now than he was when we first got married. And um, now that the the kids are out of the house, I just don't have as much opportunity to cook, you know, as often as I'd like to. I still make meals for my husband. And like I said, he's a little less picky now than he used to. So I get to play out with some new recipes and that kind of thing. Um, But I really enjoy doing, you know, appetizers and that kind of stuff. And so that's what, you know, this is kind of an evening cocktail party and I do appetizers and usually use it as a chance to do some old favorites and I, I try out some new recipes and all that kind of thing. And, and frankly, really almost cook as much for 20 as you do for 40, or at least I do. <laughs> I always end up with leftovers. Um, I am my mother's daughter in that respect. She never cooked for less than an army, mostly because we were usually were an army. Uh, so I tend to have that same habit. But we had a really nice time. The The hitch in the whole thing came when all last week, my husband would come home from his office and say, oh, another person's down with the stomach virus. Apparently like 12 or 15 people in his office um, just were down for the count for a couple of days with this really virulent stomach flu that was going around. And I kept telling him, just hold off until after this weekend. You know, you can get as sick as you want next week. Just don't do it this weekend. Wouldn't you know, of course, two hours before the party started, bam, he's down for the count. And we're not talking about, gee, I just feel a little bit off. He is sick as a dog. And, you know, you could just see it even looking at his face. He just was that kind of ashen gray complexion. So he ended up in bed for the entire evening. And uh, thank God my son and my nephew were already here. And um, my niece, my other sister's daughter was on her way. 
And so I said to the three of them, okay, you guys are seriously on deck now. I mean, they're always helping anyway, but to say, okay, this is what you're in charge of, this is what you're in charge of, and here's your job, and let's see if we can pull this off. So I was telling my husband today, he is doing better today. He was at least able to eat some a little bit, and he's still very weak, kind of in and out of bed a little bit, but doing better in general. And so I said to him, you know, where I really, really missed him at the party is he and I make a great pair because I think I've mentioned before, I'm, you know, a bit of an introvert. And this party tends to be mostly um, his friends, although I had several of mine there as well. And, you know, at this point, obviously, a lot of his longtime friends are now our friends because we've been together for a few decades. (laughs) And uh, but it was also some folks from his office and that kind of thing. And uh, he's more the social guy. So when we throw parties, typically he's out circulating the crowd and he's also tracking beverages, whereas I'm um, in the kitchen and it's all open floor plan. So being in the kitchen means I'm still part of what's going on and people are kind of coming to me. It's always kind of nice being in the kitchen because people tend to congregate in the kitchen. But I'm doing the food end of things um, and then just mingling as I can with the folks that, like I said, come to me. Um, unfortunately, so missing him meant that by the end of the evening, there were some folks after everybody left that I thought, oh man, I only got to spend like five minutes with that person and I should have been able to be a better hostess and that, you know, sort of kind of going through all of that was I, um, out enough with folks and there's just no changing that, you know, I'm not beating myself up about it. That's what happens when you've, when you're down to one host out of two. Um, but my, my son, my nephew and my niece did a fantastic job. Unfortunately, my son, who was supposed to spend the night, he lives about an hour away now. He was supposed to spend the night because he wasn't scheduled to work today, but he ended up getting called into a 7 a.m. meeting this morning. So he ended up leaving the party probably around 9.30 or 10 last night. And the last party guests, I think, left at about 11. And then my niece and nephew helped me do as much cleanup as I was up to even doing that night. You know, we got all the food and I sent both of them home with a boatload of leftovers, just a ton of stuff. I was saying, this is what I like about having, you know, adults in the next generation, you know, now that all of our kids are reaching their 20s to mid 20s. They actually have homes of their own that I'm able to send stuff home to rather than ending up with a refrigerator of leftovers myself. So um, that was good. But all of that meant I didn't really get to bed until 11. Or No, I, I'm sorry. I didn't even get to bed until about 1 a.m. And slept until it was close to 9 this morning before I woke up, which is unheard of for me. Um, but I've just been really draggy all day. Um, and, of course, you know, now that the plague is in the house, every little twitch of my stomach, every little headache, I'm like, oh, my word, am I coming down with this? Am I coming down with this? I don't think I am. Um, I'm just tired. But it does mean I'm a little draggy today. So there may be parts of this episode that, you know, just don't make a whole lot of sense. But <laughs> hopefully we'll work our way out of it and come out okay. Um, I did have, uh, it was a nice party and my BFFBQF Kate came. And so, um, towards the end of the party, right before we left, you know, she and I escaped up to the sewing room and did a very fast little show and tell, um, of Christmas gifts that I'm going to be giving away, you know, giving as gifts before I would see her again. So that was, you know, it's always fun to have your little moment of playing with fabric. Um, and she and I also talked about, I am sort of thinking I might be able to go to the, uh, quilt show in, Hampton, Virginia in February. And so I was telling her about it because we have a mutual friend of ours from high school lives in that area. And so I'd been planning on trying to visit um, with her as well. And my friend Kate was like, oh, oh, I want to go too. Can I come too? And and 
that was a surprise. She has been for so many years. Her kids are much younger than me. Uh, <laughs> yes, of course, they're younger than me. They're much younger than my kids. Um, so I've kind of gotten used to her just not being free to go to these things with me. But she's decided, you no, know, you know, they're old enough now. Her daughter, her older child is 14. Um, and her younger is uh, 10, I think 11, somewhere in there. And uh they're more able to, you know, be with her husband and the three of them can more function easily without her than they used to be able to. So she may come with me too. So we're starting to look at potentially doing a girl trip um, in February, which would be a lot of fun. So that was kind of a, a nice little surprise of the evening. Um, all that being said, I had a serious pajama day today. You know, I'm recording this at 5.30 at night. Yes, still in my pajamas. It's, it's a rare occasion that we don't get to do that. In fact, I was joking, my nephew texted me. I didn't get the text till this morning. When he got home, he had borrowed my car a couple times yesterday to run errands and stuff um, to pick stuff up for the party. He went home with my car keys <laughs> in his pocket. And I was like, gee, darn, trap me at home without a car. Dang it. Darn, I hate being having to stay at home all day today. <laughs> so even though he then came back and he's doing laundry and stuff this afternoon and brought my keys back, I still haven't left the house. Um, I probably do need to do grocery shopping because we don't have any real food in the house at this point. It's all, you know, whatever leftover cheese and pepperoni <laughs> still around. Um, and, oh, by the way, Susan of History Quilter, I think I texted you or tweeted you our menu as you had asked for. I won't take any time in the podcast to talk about it, but um, Susan always wants to hear about the food. So I told her about the food. Um, so today in my pajama day, you know, I... I really wanted to try to get some sewing done. I am tired enough that I was a little leery of what am I actually going to try to accomplish that I won't seriously screw up. And then I decided, no, heck, I'm just going to go for it. And so I did actually get um, my daughter's wall hanging. That's going to be her Christmas gift done. And by it's a very, very small wall hanging. I'm looking at it now. It's, um, gosh, it's only slightly larger than a piece of copy paper. It's, it's I think it's something like um, 13 inches by 13 inches or thereabouts. Uh, so it's a pretty small wall hanging. And um, unfortunately, I really don't think I can post pictures of this. Um, it struck me belatedly. I ordered the fabric for this wall hanging off of Spoonflower. And I realized after the fact that I can't imagine that the person on Spoonflower, and there's several different, there's, I actually ordered, I don't think all of this fabric is from the same Spoonflower designer. I think it's from two or three different ones, all using Doctor Who images. And I would be amazed if they all actually had copyright permission from Doctor Who um, show producers, whoever owns those rights, to use the images. Maybe they do. I searched the website, could not find any reference to it, um, one way or the other. So... What I've decided is I'm okay with using the fabric and, you know, I'm just giving it to my daughter. It's going to hang in her college dorm room. Not going to be a big deal. But I'm a little leery of posting pictures of it on my website for that reason. So, unfortunately, you're just going to have to, you know, this is audiobook style. You're just going to have to picture what I'm talking about. Um, the Those of you who aren't familiar with Spoonflower, it is really a freaking cool site. It's really, really fun. I'm just you know, not sure about the copyright stuff. Spoonflower itself talks about copyright, but individual designers do not. Um, what you do is you essentially create your own fabric. So you can upload images and design fabric and stuff, and then you can order your own fabric from there, or you can then put it in a shop and sell it to others. And the fabric itself, this is the first time I've used Spoonflower. It, the prices are more expensive because it's all print on demand, and anything that's print on demand is going to be expensive. Um, 
but you know, so you're probably not going to buy fabric for a full size quilt for this thing for, but for a little, uh, wall hanging like I did, it was fine. It's, I believe it's average is something like $16 a yard and change like 1650 a yard or something like that to print the fabric. Um, the pieces I ordered were all fat quarter size or smaller. So it was relatively affordable. And, um, what I got was a piece, it's, it was kind of a panel. It was probably about a half of a fat quarter size, I think. Um, and it's got, okay, this is all Doctor Who. So if you don't know Doctor Who, you're not going to have a clue what I'm referring to <laughs> in the next parts, but Pam of Fip to be a square will be with me. She'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, so the panel itself is a Dalek, uh, done and it's got the word exterminate underneath and it's done in the style of the Obama Hope posters by Shepard Ferry, which I had to look up. I, I could picture the posters, couldn't remember the guy's name. Um, so it's that same kind of coloring and uh, stylistic take to it. And it's just a profile of the Dalek with the word exterminate underneath. And then um, I got a second print that's, you know, essentially what you'd call kind of a border print. And it's the phone booth Tardis, 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 Tardis's, uh, several, just in a row, you know, kind of in a border across the thing and the, the, I got a fat quarter size of that and there were like two rows and each one had maybe 10 of the phone booths in it. Maybe not quite that many. Um, and then I got a fat quarter of a print that has the funky clocks and kind of stars and other galactic looking sort of things on it, you know, kind of very funky, um, Dr. Who style. And then, um, I think those were the only three pieces of fabric I got on them, got out of it. So what I did was I took the panel of the, um, day like, and I just trimmed it a little bit. I didn't have to trim much off of it. And then I took the phone booths and I cut part of the border print that's only got two phone booths side by side. And there's maybe an inch and some, an inch and a half kind of between them of just the dark navy blue. The the phone the TARDISes were all printed on this dark navy blue fabric. So I was able to size two of those phone booths so that they sit directly beneath the exterminate panel um, side by side. So you've got the Dalek, the exterminate in the middle, and then these two phone booths underneath it. And then I was able to cut some of that just dark navy blue off of the rest of the phone booth fabric and just use that as borders. So it's got wider borders. Um, I'm kind of looking at it's probably three inches, maybe three and a half a little bit on either side. And then a very narrow border that's maybe an inch and some at the top um, and pretty much no border at the bottom. The the phone booths kind of sit right on the bottom binding. Um, and all I did was I quilted... Uh, I just did an outline quilt around the Dalek in the exterminate thing. And then I just set off the, the rectangle of, with the word exterminate, I decided not to try to actually quilt the word. I decided that might detract a little bit from it because I knew I wouldn't be able to do it perfectly. So I figured I'll just leave well enough alone. And then I outlined the two phone booths. And then in the two wider borders, I um, machine quilted the phrase allons-y on either side. So it's a Lone Z going up on one side and a Lone Z going down on the other. Um, and it turned out really pretty cute because, you know, in something like this, it doesn't have to be exact. It can be kind of funky and fun. And so the word Lone Z, I did in cursive and um, it's just sort of this free flowing thing. And the two aren't identical to each other, but it, it looks fun. I'm really kind of pleased with the way it turned out. And then I used the funky clock fabric. I think I said I used it as a backing and then I had enough left over to do the binding too. So, um, Oh, and then the other thing I did was because I had more of those, the TARDISes, TARDI, <laughs> left, I fussy cut three more out and I just sort of sewed them to the back um, before I quilted everything. 
I uh, sewed them to the backing, just kind of, you know, scattered over across the side of it, and I just used a really long running stitch and just kind of um, essentially almost basted them down, really, and then quilted over it. You know, they got sewn down even more when they quilted over it. I just wanted it to look fun and funky. Um, the the one mistake <laughs> was that I wasn't really paying attention to the backing fabric when I put it on, and it's upside down. Um, it's definitely a directional plant print, and it's upside down. But I'm not going to sweat it, because the whole thing is fun and funky, and heck, that faces the wall anyway. Um, so I got the binding and everything put on. the. <laughs> but, you know, this is, again, cautionary tale. You should know better than to try to do anything when you're not feeling quite up to snuff. Um, how many bindings have I put on in my quilting life? And I've been using the last year or so, I've been using the Fonz and Porter binding tool and have never had a problem. Always, first try, boom, it's perfect. I probably had to re-sew the stinking two ends of the binding three different times. I sewed it the wrong way once, and then again, and then again. <laughs> I just could not get my head around. Even using the tool, I kept sewing it the wrong way. And finally... Finally got it sorted out, sewed it right, took it off the machine, was like, yes, I got it done, and I had run out of bobbin thread. <laughs> so, the thing hadn't sewn together at all. I mean, there was like no bobbin thread. It wasn't even halfway done. It was just, there was no bobbin thread. Somehow I had managed to then sew it, not noticing I wasn't actually attaching anything to anything else. So I think it took me just as long to get the stinking two ends of that binding together as it did to do the entire rest of the piece. Oh man. And at that point I had originally intended to finish, you know, get the binding on this one and move right onto my son's quilt. At that time I decided, no, I'm done. <laughs> I can't do anymore. So that's kind of my um, update on my quilty life. The thing I'm working on for my son is probably about the same size of a wall hanging, very small little wall hanging piece. And it's just his college logo. He goes to University of Buffalo, so it's the UB logo. And I just um, printed off. They have a lot of their, their logos they actually have available for download. So I um, printed it off and, you know, sized it kind of the way I wanted it to be sized and then traced it on a freezer paper and did freezer paper applique. Um, applicated the, the logo. The official school color is like a navy blue or kind of more of a royal, sort of somewhere between a, a royal and a navy blue um, so I just did the logo in that on a white background and used more of the same fabric from the logo on the border. It's going to be very, very simple. I'm just going to echo quilt around the logo and finish it off because I'm really, you know, I don't want to put much work into either of these because eventually my daughter probably will get over her Doctor Who obsession someday, maybe, I don't know. And, um, you know, my son eventually will graduate from UB and move on to other things. And who knows? You know, he's kind of on again, off again about college anyway. I mean, he'll finish, but whether or not he likes college. So he may put this logo up and then take it down again in a week. <laughs> Who's to say? But once I knew I was doing one for one, you know, you got to do one for the other. So um, I will get both of those done, I'm sure, this week um, and have those done. And then I did get my two quilts back from the long armor um, for my two, my niece and my nephew. So I've just got to get the binding on those, which I should also be able to get done this week. I've only got one night, I think, that I've got anything going on. Yes, I have my guild party this week, which means I have to get out tomorrow and get my um, secret Santa gift. I know what I'm doing. I just have to get out to do it. So that's kind of my life in a nutshell lately. Um, what I wanted to talk about in this episode, this is episode 71, in which we dream of our next projects. And... When um, some of you may remember a few weeks ago now, I don't even remember when this was, November 20th, 
Um, on our Facebook page, on the Quilting for the Rest of Us Facebook page, we made a nice round number of likes. And I was um, really pleased with that. And to celebrate, I did a, a drawing and um, asked a question. And what I wanted to do is share with you in this episode what that question was and use it as some motivation. So the question I asked is... Um, what quilt project would you absolutely love to be able to do right now if you had everything else on your need to get done list done? And I want to share with you the responses to that. And um, I'm also going to let you know that right now, as I'm recording this podcast, there's a blog hop going on sponsored by the Quilting Gallery, and it's in celebration of their fourth birthday. And I'm participating in that um, blog hop. And so you can go to their website, and I'll put the link in the show notes of this episode. And there's something like 242, I think 200, it's over 240 bloggers are participating, and everyone's got a giveaway. Um, and so I have a giveaway on mine, and it runs to December 17th. And I've asked the same question for the giveaway, so I'm getting a lot more responses now, too, which is a lot of fun. I'm not using those responses in this episode um, because I'm still getting them, you know, so I wouldn't even know where to do the cutoff at this point. So I'm just going to use the ones that were on the Facebook page a while back. But be thinking about this. And uh, if you, even if you did already place a comment on the Facebook page, feel free to join in the, the giveaway and, and put the comment on my blog. And you do have to do it on the blog entry because I won't be able to keep track um, if people are also emailing me or tweeting me responses or whatever. You have to actually respond to the uh, the blog hop post, which I'm just going to leave that up there until December 17th. I'm not going to blog anything else until after that drawing's over. So it'll be right at the top of the page. And again, I'll put a link on the show notes of the episode. So when I asked the question on Facebook, here were the responses that I got. Joan says, um, do you know it sounds silly, but I'd like to finish the grandmother's flower garden with its hundreds of hexagons. Hexagons are soothing, but I never get around to them. Lauren says, I would love to finish my Quiltspiration Doodle Quilt, which, Lauren, I've not heard of that. So if you get a chance and can post a link um, or a picture or something like that, I would love to see it. Um, Corinne or Corinne says, it's a toss-up, double Irish chain or Jacob's Ladder. I haven't done any traditional quilts, and I love those ones. Sue said, I'd sure like to finish my Christmas quilt and put it on my bed this year. So, Sue, give us an update. Did you? Is it on your bed? Uh, Sandy of um, Quilt Cabana says, I'd love to make the Lighthouse Christmas quilt that I've been meaning to make for two years. Again, those of you who are mentioning Christmas ones, you got to report in. Did Have you made it yet? Lynn says, I'm anxious to choose fabrics and start on Sylvia's Bridal Sampler. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe that's a reference to one of the Elm Tree... Uh, Elm, Elm Creek quilt series. Um, I think that's the Sylvia's bridal sampler you're talking about. Shannon said, when my grandmother died, my aunt dug up my grandmother's beautiful purplish hyacinth plant, replanted it at her own home several states away, and nursed it until it blossomed again. I was thrilled when I found out that she had rescued the plant. On a trip to the Texas coast, I found some lovely purple material with hyacinths. I hope to make a queen-size quilt using the material. That's a wonderful story, and what a wonderful memory that quilt would always be for you. Um, go. You do it. Christy said, I would love to make a double wedding ring quilt for our bed. I just don't feel good enough yet. Sigh. Uh, you know what? Um... <laughs> just do it. You know, how are you going, at what point will you finally feel good enough? Sometimes the only way you get good enough is to just do it. Uh, Tammy says, I'm going to finish my twofer quilt. It's a batik pineapple. 
The corners end up with enough to make a second quilt, so two of my favorite people will be getting a quilt soon. Hopefully two of those favorite people aren't listening to this podcast and I haven't just given away a secret. Peg says, I'd like to work solely on my red and white crown of thorns quilt. I like how it's progressing but can't focus on it as I'd like. And isn't that often the case? Um, Gretchen says, I'd like to do a Liberty Baltimore album quilt. It's next on my to-do list. Um, it's been a couple of weeks, so maybe now it's on your to-do list. Is it at the top of the list now? Lynn says, I would like to finish the art quilt inspired by my napkins. I'm concentrating on making and purchasing gifts right now, though. Quilt inspired by napkins. There is a backstory there that we need to hear more about. Uh, Dee Dee says, I would love to finish my mom's quilt. Um, having just been there and done that a lot, I am with you. Go for it. Holly said, this is Holly W., I would like to start and have finished two queen-size log cabin quilts, different fabrics, of course. Um, Holly W., Susan of History Quilter, has been talking a lot about log cabin blocks lately, so I'm thinking you need to post some pictures so that she can see them as well. Holly U. says, I'm waiting to make an O Franson billboard quilt using up lots of the girly fabrics in my stash, either for a friend of mine if she has a girl or for Project Linus. Um, Oh, Franson's got a lot of great projects, so that would be really cool. Again, I want to see pictures. Linda said, I have some Christmas fabric for quilts that I would like to do, but the presents, wall hangings, will have to be done first. I will then have until next year to have it done. You know, I was reading all of these folks that are, you know, working on gifts first. How how very ironic it is that sometimes we get our best, most pressing ideas when we just absolutely can't get to them. You know, what is it about it? I'm working madly on um, all these Christmas gifts and all these other ideas are popping into my head and it's very frustrating. Um, Okay. (laughs) Robin said, I would love to work on my Jacobian thread painting piece, but alas, that is not to be for the moment, thankfully. I have a couple of um, Jacobian or Jacobian, however you want to pronounce it, applique books that I inherited from mom. I love that style. Absolutely love that style. And really look forward to at some point doing that kind of applique myself. And yours is a thread painting piece, which has taken it a few steps higher. So again, pictures. Um, then I placed a comment. You can, we can ignore that and move on. Landscape lady said, make a good fashioned old stash Make a good old-fashioned stash-busting scrap lap quillow for myself. I haven't made a quillow in years, but love to cuddle up with one, putting my tootsies in the pocket. And I had to laugh at that because I do exactly the same thing. Um, although I no longer, I don't. I think I finally destroyed the quillow that mom had made me when I was in high school. Um, partly because I, <laughs> I was always sticking my feet in the pocket of it when I was using it. Those of you who don't know who what a quillow is, it's a quillow stands for quilt pillow. Um, you make a quilt that has a pocket in it that when you fold it just right and fold it into that pocket, it then becomes a pillow. And they're a lot of fun. I've made quillows out of fleece for my nieces and nephews years ago when they were all like toddler age, I think, toddler elementary school. Um, and making out of fleece is very, very easy because it's just one layer and you basically blanket stitch the outside of it. So that went really fast. Um, quillows that are actual quilts are a little bit trickier. If you just go online and Google Quillow patterns, and it's Q-U-I-L-L-O-W. You'll find a bunch of patterns out there for them, and they are a lot of fun, and they make a great gift. So if you're looking for a last-minute gift to make somebody, make one out of fleece. They're really good. Um, Lori said, the Civil War one, I started to cut at your house last year. I have not touched it since. Now, um, Lori didn't cut it at my house, so I'm not sure whose house she's referring to. But, you know, something we always start cutting, and then we don't get back to it. You know, we need to get back to it. 
Um, different Sandy said, I'd love to spend enough time at hand applique to feel like I'm good at it. Um, that's an absolutely a great goal, and think about that in terms of 2012 re resolutions. Kathy, I'd like to finish any number of projects, but I'm thinking I might have adult onset ADD, I think. <laughs> Isn't it Tanisha that refers that? Tanisha of Crafty Garden Mom podcast refers to it as um, Crafty ADD, where you can't finish one project because you're starting five others. Uh, Colleen says, I would want to do a Mariner's Compass. I have a design in mind about what I would want to do around it. It would be for work because we guide people in the right direction. I will make it one day. What a wonderful symbolism to use that for. I've really been wanting to do a Mariner's Compass quilt too. So maybe Colleen, you and I need to kind of urge each other on with that. Margaret says, hmm, I have a couple of UFOs and a couple of BOMs, but what I'd really like to do is create a quilt of Japanese style blocks based on Susan Briscoe's book, Japanese Taupe Quilts. Wow, Margaret, I've looked at that book a few times. I have not bought it yet. I love taupe quilts. And in fact, one of my UFOs is a... Um, BOM or block of the month that we did in our guild in 2008, I think it was, and I was doing it all out of topes, and I really want to get back to that. Um, so again, go for it and then pictures. I want to see pictures. Jamie said, I would like to make Joan Ford's Lightning Strikes Twice quilt from her book, Cut the Scraps. I've seen the book. I'm not familiar with that particular quilt. Um, Jackie says, if I look at it from the practical side, I would like to finish my bed quilt. Good thing my husband is patient, but I really want, what I really want to do is design a quilt for the Stonehenge fabrics I own. Yes, Jackie, yes. I think I've mentioned this to you before, um, that I also have a stack of Stonehenge, and they're just gorgeous fabrics, but they really seem to demand very particular kinds of designs. Um, I bought them mostly thinking landscape quilts, but you can do some just gorgeous work with them in traditional quilts and everything. You just need to find the right design that really highlights them. Um... Okay, Mary Sarah said, I'd love to make a quilt using batiks. This has been in my mind for a while now, but I haven't let it go any further yet. Um, Debbie says, I bought a book pattern for a Christmas wall hanging that has open fabric envelopes on it, with the idea being that you would display the Christmas cards you received by putting them in the envelopes. I have all the fabric needed, but since it's for me, it tends to go to the bottom of the project list. If I had nothing else to work on, this would be it. Um, I have been hanging on to a couple of patterns for Christmas card holders for a while and haven't made them. Um, although we were talking at our holiday party last night about how few people actually send out Christmas cards anymore. I've gotten one so far this year, and I'm, I'm not positive I'm sending them out this year. Of course, I usually wait until the last minute anyway, so who knows? I may still do it. Um, Maureen said, this summer I surprised myself by purchasing Jean Wells' intuitive color and design while at the Sisters Quilt Show. I'm a traditional quilter, but this book called to me. I would buy some fun solids and begin to design and make an art quilt. And I, I've seen, again, that's another book that's on my wish list. I do like that book a lot. Um, so I hope you do make that art quilt and I hope you uh, send us pictures again. Um, Okay, and I did a, do a drawing, so I, I posted the message about who won that drawing and uh, have already sent that off, and I know that Gretchen did receive it, so congratulations, Gretchen. Um, and Tammy also added a comment. What I'd really like to do is an illusion quilt that has cubes floating on a black background. I received the... Um, the SUP 60 ruler in the mail recently, so there's really nothing stopping me. Uh, so that's what everybody talked about they would do if they had, you know, what what's kind of their dream quilt to do right now? Some people had already quilts and projects, progress that they really wanted to get back to. Other people have quilts they've kind of always wanted to do and just haven't done yet. 
And again, like I said, in, I'm participating in the uh, Quilting Gallery blog shop, Hop, and um, you can also leave your comments on the blog post for that entry at quiltingfortherestofus.blogspot.com. And uh, again, if you had already posted a comment on Facebook for that giveaway, you can certainly post a comment again, same comment or a different one, on the blog. Um, some of you already have, so it was good to see that. And it's only, I only count you once. Some blog shop, blog hops, people will say, well, you know, if you do these three different things, you can get three different entries. I'm only just doing one. Just leave me one comment and your name gets entered once in the drawing. Um, and I actually, I talk about what the drawing is on that blog entry, etc. So be sure you go visit it before December 17th. Um, I've gotten a boatload of comments already. Um, I don't know what number I'm up to, but it's been a lot of fun, and I'm reading every one of them. I'm not responding to them because there's too many. I wouldn't be able to keep up, but I really am reading every single one of them, and yeah, they're also fair game for a future episode, too. Um, the reason I decided to share this with you is, as I've mentioned before, I will once again be doing a Quilty Resolutions um, challenge for 2012. I'm not officially announcing it yet, but I want you to start thinking about what you want to do in 2012. And I will probably, maybe in the next episode, Jay and I have to get our schedules back again together to figure out when we're going to do our next design episode. Um, so I don't know whether we'll get to that one first or whether I'll do another um, Jay less. <laughs> episode first. I'm not sure. Jayless? <laughs> Is that a term? Anyway, um, I will be also doing one that's a sp specifically about resolutions again. I will not be just repeating what I talked about last time. If you're interested, if you're a newer listener and weren't listening to my podcast last uh, December and January, I think is when I did all of that, you might want to go back and listen to episode 33. You won't find it in the list on iTunes because when I archive older episodes, they're no longer available through the iTunes list, but they're still available on my website. So you would need to go to quiltingfortherestofus.com to find it. And I looked it up earlier. It's episode 33, I think. Of course, I looked it up, but I didn't write it down. <laughs> go figure. But in that one, I actually, that was when I introduced my last uh, Quilty Resolutions Challenge last year. And I talked about making resolutions, making goals, and some tips for how to make goals. So I'm not going to repeat that information now. Got a lot of good feedback on that episode, so apparently it would be worth going back and listening to. Um, but I do, I'm do. i going to shape it a little bit differently this year. So be thinking about what you'd like to do in 2012. Um, but for my challenge, I'm not going to be asking for long lists. So, you know, make whatever goals you want to make. But I'm going to be having you think a little bit differently, I think, about it this year, because I'm thinking about it a little differently myself. And as you know, I, I, like, to, <laughs> I like to make other people do what I'm doing anyway. Uh, so I will be doing something on Quilty Resolutions and, and start thinking about 2012 and start dreaming. What are your dreams for quilting? Not your obligations. You know, we as quilters start getting into a lot of obligations. Oh, I need to make this and I need to make that and I really should make this, that and the other thing. I'm going to be pushing us a little bit more towards dreams. So that's that's your little bit of a foretaste <laughs> for what's coming up. Um, and my response was when I was reading through all of your Facebook giveaway responses, you know, what would you do if you were done with everything else? My question is, why aren't we doing these things? Why not do it? I mean, I understand the, the press of getting Christmas gifts done. I'm I'm right in the throes of that myself right now. But for those of us who listed things, and I would include myself in this, I didn't answer my own question there, but I've certainly got things in the back of my head, you know, quilts I dream of doing. Why aren't we doing them? That's my question for you. Why aren't we doing them? So let's start thinking about how can we make 
our quilty dreams come true. <laughs> and with that thought, I think I'll be leaving you. Um, I I did have some, um, let's see, let me pull up. I've gotten a lot of comments not related to the blog hop giveaway that I do want to respond to. Um, and let me see, I'm just going to kind of do this in order. I guess I'll do it in order of actual, um, let's see, well, uh, I got a very nice e-card from someone who had uh, won one of the giveaways, so thank you very much for that. Jackie reported in on her 2011 resolutions, um, and she says, um, oh, apparently there's link for information broken. I'll have to go back, and I'm sorry, I didn't read through all of your email closely, I guess, Jackie. I did look at the um, the links you sent for two of her challenge projects. Basically what Jackie was doing was letting me know here's what she had finished of her 2011 resolutions and she sent me a couple of links for what she's done um, and they're really very cute projects. Um, she's finished several of her 2011 resolution challenges so that's fantastic. Congratulations Quick Jackie. Quick later editorial as I was re-listening to this episode I realized I mistakenly identified Jackie's report in on as her um, resolutions finishes and they're not. The two links she sent me are actually to the last uh, quarter of the um, challenge that I've been doing, the Stash Mystery Challenge. And so, Jackie, I do have that appropriately recorded. I just misspoke on the episode. So don't panic. I've got it right. Um, everybody else, she has submitted her entry into the final quarter of the Stash Mystery Challenge for December. And remember, I think that deadline's coming up. I think it's tomorrow night. So if you've got your own deadline, if you've got your own challenges to um, submit, please make sure you get them to me. Thanks. Bye. Sorry about that, Jackie. Kathy has also, Kathy uh, reported in on her 2011 challenges, and she's gotten quite a few of hers done, which is fantastic. Um, and she says she will be on board with that, whatever I propose for 2012. That's great. I love goal setting people. <laughs> We're so much fun. We always, we live by our lists, I guess. Um, oh, and this, okay. This is, um, Kathy Ann is, the person I was referring to is Katie Hinn um, from her Big Tent moniker. It's actually Kathy Ann without the vowels. Um, so thank you for straightening that up. But I'm probably going to forever after think of you as Katie Hinn. <laughs> I will try to fix that. I'm sorry. Um, and she's also using up end of the year vacation days and using them for in December for quilting uh, shop or for sh Christmas shopping and the like. So, um, Kathy, I've got another Friday coming up this Friday, and I actually don't have any parties to prepare for this time. So I'm hoping to get some sewing and some more Christmas shopping done. Um, oh, and I had, oh, here's a fun announcement. I just found out that our administrative assistant in our office is expecting and due in May. So I get to make my very first official, I shouldn't say that. I keep saying I've never made a, a baby quilt before. I actually did make a baby quilt once, but I completely screwed it up to the point where it would have been painful for the baby because I used invisible thread and wasn't thinking clearly and it kind of came out into this plastic knot right in the middle of the quilt that I couldn't get rid of. So I ended up just keeping the quilt. So that was my first official baby quilt that was never gifted. I now get to actually make a baby quilt now that I really know what I'm doing and it will be gifted. So some of us got tweeting the night that I found that out and... um Katie of Katie's Quilting Corner sent me a couple of pictures and ideas for some baby quilts, which I really appreciated. Katie, thank you so much for that. Um, and I will let you know, I obviously I've got a little while to make it. I haven't decided what I'm going to do yet. Um, Amy, a redeemed sheep, also commented on one of my blog entries, which I really appreciated. Holly Yu uh, commented, and she I had made a um, 
turkey pot pie with the last of my leftover Thanksgiving <laughs> food last week. And she talks about um, pie dough making, which I've actually made homemade pie doughs before. I've just gotten lazy and I tend to use Pillsbury pie crust more often now. Um, but she does say it's more intimidating than it really is, in her opinion. And she suggested, which sounds just wonderfully tasty, adding herbs to the crust. Fresh or dried both work. And she said her family loves pot pies and the herbed crust makes them extra delicious. And man, Holly, does that sound tasty. So I will probably actually try that next time I do a pot pie. Lots of people commented on my post about in defense of good china. Um, and so a lot of people had their own stories about good china. And that was just a lot of fun. So rather than me reading all of those um, posts, I'm just going to refer you to my blog and go read the comments yourself. Thank you to Susan and Lori and Tanisha Crafty Garden Mine and Noni, Vivian, um, Marissa, Happy Cottage Quilter and Quilt and Jenny. All of them left um, comments and their own stories on the blog entry about China. So go and re read that blog entry and, and post your own comments, read their stories. That was really wonderful to um, get a glimpse into everybody else's experience and, and uh, reflections on good China. Knox Blocks uh, loved, <laughs> I had several uh, episodes, uh, postings about episode 71, because I've been, as you know, I've been having problems um, getting things talking to Podbean, or between Podbean and iTunes and my new podcast software. There were have been a whole lot of glitches the last few weeks. I think everything's sorted out, I'm hoping. Um, Knox Blocks and Sherry D and Margaret and Amy again and Jay and Mermo all posted on um, episode 71 and gave me sympathy about working with temp support, tech support. And um, they all seem to say that so far that one worked great. Um, and they did also leave their own responses. Episode 71 was about um, shopping online versus shopping in bricks and mortars. And so they all left their own res responses to that as well with their, uh, some of them also left um, shop recommendations too. So uh, make sure you read those. Um, and Vivian, Kathy, oh, I'm sorry. There were actually two different sets that came through in two different ways to about episode 71. So um, be sure you read, and same people, Vivian, Kathy, Mermo, and Noni. Uh, and then Cindy of Fluffy Sheep Quilting and I have been emailing back and forth a little bit about her move. She is now in her new home and her kitten is okay each day. He's a little bit less jumpy, she says. Um, so everybody sends Cindy, you know, happy settling in wishes as she um, continues the process of re-nesting, <laughs> I guess, kind of creating her new home. Um, so thank you everybody for leaving comments and iTunes reviews and all of those wonderful things. Don't forget to get in on the Quilting Gallery blog shop hop. Um, again, I will post the link to the main blog hop uh, at Quilting Gallery so you can see the whole list of all the participants and then um, also the link to my particular blog entry so you can get in on my giveaway as well. Um, that's it for this episode. I'm don't have much going on uh, the next couple of weeks, so I should be able to keep posting regularly uh, through the holidays, I think. I mean, I've got holiday stuff going on, but it's not insanely busy now that our party is out of the way. Uh, so have a wonderful week. I hope you get lots of progress yourself, and I hope you find lots of satisfaction in your quilting, even if it's not, you know, your dream quilts, even if it's gift quilts and obligation quilts. Have some fun with it. Put on some seasonal music. Um, or if you're not a seasonal music kind of person, just enjoy the Zen, as I refer to it, my quilting Zen, and uh, have some fun with fabric. And so with that, until next time, go get your quilty on.
As always, you can be in touch with me in a variety of ways. You can email me at sandyquilts, that's sandy with a Y, quilts with a Z, at gmail.com. You can follow the blog, you can follow me on Twitter and Pinterest, and you can friend me on Goodreads, and in all of those places, I'm Sandy Quilts with the Y and a Z. You can also like the Quilting for the Rest of Us group on Facebook. You can join our Flickr group, please do. Love seeing your pictures. You can join the Big Tent Quiltcast Supergroup, and then the Quilting for the Rest of Us subgroup after you've joined the Quiltcast Supergroup, and we have a lot of great conversations there. I'm also on Seamed Up, Stitch Talk, Tom Spoolery, and a little bit once in a while on Google+, although not often, and again, Sandy Quilts and all of those places. You can sign up for the newsletter, and in 2012, I will have an actual newsletter schedule, and you can join the Quilting for the Rest of Us Kiva team, and you will find links for all of that, and probably more than I'm forgetting, at www.quiltingfortherestofus.com. Quilting for the Rest of Us is dedicated to Shirley. Love you, Mom.